It's like this little dirty little bass line. I don't fucking care. Can we move on to a new segment, please? Welcome to Just Two Fans, a sports show about sports. Obviously. About life. Because sports are life. And about just whatever the hell we feel like talking about. So, uh, let's go. What is up, everybody? Ha. Asa, asa, dad. I'm Jamie Friedlander. That is Eli Johnson. Yes, dude. You remembered to say our names this week, dog. No, you gave me time to say our names. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. We got to <laughs> say our names for like the thousands of new listeners we get every week. <laughs> our, our legion of listeners that we get every fucking week. Legion of listeners. I like that. Oh, that's good. Maybe it... I, nope, I don't want to say it's going to... It can't... can't no. It cannot, it cannot replace, replace just two fans fans. No, it cannot. <laughs> it cannot do that. But, but the, a, oh, I got it. I got it. They're obviously the just two fans fans, right? Right. But, but each individual person is the legion of listener. Ah, yeah. So we got double fandom up in this bitch. I like it. Yeah. Like so, our top just two fans fans are the legion of listener. Yes, yes. There are Patreon subscribers are the Legion of Listener. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm in with that. I'm down. Yeah. Now we need to start a Patreon and have people pay us to do a podcast. Yeah, because that makes sense. I think we went over yeah. this last week. How that just. Yeah, probably. Like, it's pretty know. awesome that people like to listen to our mediocre sports takes for free. I'm not sure that they'd be quite willing to pay for them. <laughs> Hey, you never know. You never know. Listener, if you want to pay to listen to us talk shitty sports, uh, just let us know somewhere. That'd be great. Or just, you know, cool like, you. tell us you're going to pay us. I'm, I'd or happily just give us money. send you my Venmo. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to send you my Venmo, too. <laughs> like, this is fine. Yeah, we're good, guys. We're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Legion of Listeners are top, I don't know, what do you say, like, top 5% five. of fans? Yeah. Top 5% or top 5 Yes. Dude, they're not the same number right now. <laughs> I know. We'll we'll go 5%. Yes. So, so uh listener and to you legion of listener out there. Um we recorded an episode yesterday. We did. Mm-hmm. And I went to go edit it tonight and it was unusable. Our audio had massive issues. So, it's Tuesday night. And it is 10.03 my time, 11.03 Jamie's time, and we're recording another episode for you. So this could be interesting. Yeah, no, it could be, we could we could reach levels of delirium. We could, we could accidentally hit, like, the best sports take of all time. We don't know, this is uncharted territory. It is. I have the election up on my TV right now, like, this is just a mess. So, we'll just see how this goes. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna wing it. Hop on, enjoy the ride. We have no <laughs> idea where this train's going, but we are gonna just hop right into sports with Bam, podium. Podium. Po- oh, our that's our starting segment. It is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Legion okay. of listener, make sure you tell Eli 
what our starting segment is every week because he apparently just can't remember. Yeah, well, I asked Michael to give me a fucking update on what our like what our order is every week, but our social media guys is not on it. it Slacking, Mike. Yeah, Mike. No, Mike. I don't want to hear it. That sounds like a whole big excuse, Mike. Bunch of excuses. Bunch of excuses. All right, we're gonna move on. We're getting away from you, Mike. Podium. We're gonna, we're gonna hit podium. Gold medal. This is the story that I never knew I wanted to hear. Are you yeah. ready? I, I I know what it is, and I'm ready. Augusta National Boom. is hosting yes. college game day during the Masters. Oh, yeah. Oh, my mm. word. I'd like, this is maybe the most unlikely of marriages of all time, and I am here for it. Well, because they're supposed to be in completely opposite ends of the calendar, almost. No, not almost. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is it's incredible, and I'm so excited. Um, it's gonna be a little weird because, like the master, like the Masters will be happening while they're doing games. Like the golf will be like they'll be on the course playing golf while they're recording game. I I'm so interested to see how this works. I, I my money money says for me that. It is they set up in front of the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean they they have to. There's really it's not like they're going to be on the 18th green. Although, although that they, would be. I mean, pretty they cool. probably could be. I can't imagine anybody's going to be finishing that early. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be dope. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm going to be watching every minute of it. I'm stoked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, actually, I probably won't be because I'm going to be on a. A fishing boat. I'm gonna be on a chartered fishing boat. This is next day, weekend, but... not this weekend. Oh, oh, then perfect. Next weekend, dude. It's late. Get off. Get off my back, dude. I'm tired. <laughs> but we already talked about this. <laughs> yeah, but I'm tired and I forgot. That was a whole 26 you know, it's, hours it's ago. You know how like sometimes we like play off each other. We're like, do you know what's happening this uh, this week? And I'm like, no, Jamie, I don't. Tell me. We can't do that right now because the listeners just gonna clearly see through that because we already said, like, yeah, we we already that did we this. already did this entire show. <laughs> yes. We- <laughs> All right. What is our silver medal? Silver Forget. medal. So we have established clearly that the Dodgers, sadly, are Jamie's favorite team. <laughs> Fuck you that the Dodgers won the World Series, right? Yes. We're all depressed about this. Yes. However, what we failed to talk about last week, slash, it was happening, like, while we were recording, so, you know, doesn't really count. Justin Turner tested positive for COVID-19 early in the day. They got word to him in, like, the eighth inning and pulled him out of the game, right? When the Dodgers won the World Series, there is very clear footage because we have, you know, 4K televisions and stuff now Mm -hmm. of Justin Turner out on the field celebrating with with his team, sometimes without a mask on, sitting right next to his manager who beat cancer. So, like, I get it, right? And I think every former athlete will get it. Like, you want to be out on the field Oh, yeah. You won a championship with your teammates. However, there's a lot bigger shit going on right now. Like, that's just, I I, I mean, it's a bad look. Well, the thing about it is, like, it's not about him. Like, he'll be fine. His teammates will probably be fine. 
But everybody else, like the older guys in that organization, that's who's going to affect. Like, it's just, it's me, it's a very selfish move. Yeah. It's so. him saying, I want to be out there for me. Yeah, I agree. It's, it is a bad look. This yes. was a, a week ago now at this point, and we have heard zero repercussions till now, right, of this happening. Yeah. So at least it doesn't appear to have created some sort of super spreader event, right? Like it could yeah. have. So at least there's – but it's it's a bad look. At the time it was a bad look. It continues to be a bad look. You know, all of his teammates came out and said, we can't imagine celebrating without him. We wanted him out here. I get it. Of course you don't want your teammate not out on the field. And Justin Turner, Turner for, you know, all reports, is the heart and soul of that team. So, of course, they want him out on the field with them. Of course he wants to be out there. I cannot imagine me being on a world championship team and not being able to celebrate. I I can't fathom that. I can't even fathom being on the team, much less not <laughs> being able to celebrate with them and being in the stadium. Like I it just it's a lot yeah. to process for anybody, but to me and this is why, like of course he's going to want to be out there. This is a failure on the part of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Of course, Justin Turner is going to do everything he can to get on the field. Would I like him not to do that and be responsible? Sure. But I don't blame him for wanting to get on the fo- on the field. He shouldn't have been able able to get anywhere near that team. Yeah, no. I mean with with the regulations that the MLB has put in place, he shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been in the building still. Yeah, but like Rob Manfred was out there and he was drunk or something getting booed at on the field. <laughs> By all seven thousand people that were in the stadium, or whatever Hell it yeah. was. Hell yeah! Um, so you know, baseball's just a wreck. This was a bad look. Anyway, I'm glad nothing bad's m- worse. Nothing worse seems to have come from it. But yeah, bad look. Yeah, we'll we'll see in an, about another week or so whether it actually is okay or not. True. But. True. Little side note here on baseball, like. I know we're not going to talk about baseball for a long time, so I just wanted yeah. to bring this up because I saw this stat and it amazes me. And um, I don't know if the, like this is probably a bigger conversation for another day, but in the last six years, all six divisions in Major League Baseball have produced a World Series champion. Okay, you just added that because we didn't talk about that yesterday. I know. And uh, what now? Yeah. I say a what now? Every single division in baseball has won a world championship in the last six years. No, I mean, dude, talk I about parody. I'm I'm Googling that shit right now, dude. Right now, dude. It's true. You can Google it all you want, but it I'm, is. I'm doing it. I'm it doing is it. the facts. Okay. Last six years, we have Yankees. No. Nope. No. Who's the AL East one? Red Sox. Red Sox. Red Sox. We've got the Indians, right? No, Royals. Royals. Astros. Mm Mm-hmm. Dodgers. Mm Mm-hmm. Cubs. Mm Mm-hmm. And Nationals. Oh, my God. Yep. What, dude? (laughs) What? How crazy is that? You know what? That's awesome. It is awesome. I love that. But, like, baseball should be so much more popular for this reason. Like, 
all anybody ever says, which is why this is probably a bigger conversation for another day at this point, because it's, you know, almost midnight for me. <laughs> um, people always say they want parody, but like super teams and dynasties produce popularity. So we can say as America, we want parody all we want. But the statistics and the viewership and the popularity does not back that up. Well, I think I think what people want is they want an underdog to beat a dynasty. That's what they mean by parody. They want Alabama to get beat by UCF. That's what they want. They don't want they want the UCF dynasty to exist. Cincinnati. Yeah, right. Yeah. They want the dynasty to exist, but they want Atlanta to go in and beat New England. But actually beat them, not yeah. like fake, like they're going to beat them for they three want, quarters. They want Goliath to go down. They don't want two Davids fighting. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you just glossed over my total Atlanta dig there. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was focused on what I was saying. What'd you I say? said people want Atlanta to go in and beat New England, you know, for a full game, not for three quarters. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh <laughs> As is Atlanta's M.O. Speaking of Atlanta's M.O., bronze medal. Thank you for the chef's kiss. Bronze medal this week. The NFL. Since we're since we're recording late, we're gonna kind of keep this one a little bit short. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of bust through these hot takes real quick on the NFL. Uh, but the Falcons held on. They actually did. They did it. Look at oh. I on on Thursday night, they actually won a football game in which they led in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Look at them go. Oh, they're all grown up now winning games. So, let's be honest with everybody. You were not watching this football game. I was not. And yeah. I know this because I texted you. <laughs> Yes, you yes, you did. It, with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and I said, they're going to fucking do it again. And yes, you're like, hey. what are you talking about? <laughs> he literally just said, they're going to do it again. And I was like, what? And then he's like, Atlanta. And so I, I like, I didn't turn on the game. I think I was out. And, but I had, uh, I had ESPN up on my phone just being like, oh my God, they're going to fucking blow it again. They held on. They beat Carolina. They did it. You know, if Carolina had Christian McCaffrey out on the field, I think they blow this game. I think so, too. I mean, like... Christian McCaffrey's a difference maker, dog. Yes. Anyway, Falcons actually held on. Dude, the NFL just continues to be amazing. So let's just go through some of these big storylines this week. And there's quite a few of them. Um, So we're just going to kind of bust through this. But So it started with the Falcons holding on, right? Then Sunday rolls around, and all these big storylines come out, right? So Tua's making his debut in Miami. He looks awful, but they win. So yay, Tua, I guess. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a long leash, you know. Long leash. He didn't really have to do anything because, you They're know, they, him anyway. the Rams, like Jared Goff played probably his worst game in his NFL career, so he really didn't need to do anything special. Um, so Tua wins his debut. Cam Newton is <laughs> drives New England. <laughs> New England's down down three late in the fourth. 
<laughs> brings them right down into field goal range, and then he fumbles, and they uh, lose. And uh, New England, Scam Newton, New Get England out of here, bud. New England is bad. You know what's scary though? Don't. You know what's scary? Don't do this. New England has a real shot at getting Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. <laughs> oh God! Don't let him get. Oh. <laughs> No. Is this, yes, is it do, sad buddy. that I'd rather them get, like, of those two, I'd rather them get Trevor Lawrence? Because imagining what Bill Belichick could do with Justin Fields is just horrifying. Oh, it's terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, what he could do with Trevor Lawrence, you know, I'm famously not a Trevor Lawrence believer, but... We'll get scared. into this in a little bit. Yeah. But, anyway, New England's bad. I'm glad for now. Um, sucks that they're going to get good traffic. Then yeah. we had our Broncos playing against the Justin Herbert-led Chargers, and this game was bonkers. Uh, the Chargers pulled the Falcons. That's what they did. Well, I, no, at this point, the Chargers pulled the Chargers. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's a really good point. That's a real good point. The Chargers are now the first team in NFL history to blow, like, four straight 16-point leads or something like that. Somebody's going to fact-check this again because I don't have it out in front of me. Poor Herbie. But, man, do I feel bad for Justin Herbert because this is not his fault. I mean, I mean you you put up seven – you put up, what, 30 points a game almost? Yeah, I mean, you they scored 30 this. in this one. He went – I mean, he was 29 for 43, 278 yards and three touchdowns. He threw two picks. One of them was a 50-50 ball um, that Mike Williams comes down with, you know, 75% of the time. That's not a 50-50 ball to Mike Williams. And, you know, Broncos cornerback, can't think of his name off the top of my head, came down with an incredible interception. Like, it was kind of an oddball play. So that second pick wasn't really even his fault. This is not on Justin Herbert. No. So, God, no. And, I, you know, the media seems to be fully on board with that. The media is all about Justin Herbert at this point because he's balling. Um, balling out control. You know, you know who else balled out of control this weekend? Patrick fucking Mahomes. Yeah, but you're glossing over the second half comeback the Broncos had in this game. You're right. Okay, we let's didn't get finish. That real quick. The Broncos were down 21 points. In the middle of the third quarter, and they stormed back and won thirty-one to thirty with a, on a walk-off touchdown. Ridiculous! They had like two first downs in the entire first half and sixty-two <laughs> yards. I had I'd given up on this up on, game. Yeah, uh, and then Drew Locke just decided to relearn how to play football at halftime. Good for him. I'm glad. I'm I glad he keeps it up. So anyway, crazy. But, that was a crazy game. Patrick Mahomes, not a crazy game against the all-time bad Jets. He had five passing touchdowns. Five. And I and I know you know how many of the Jets have had all have had all season. Four. Four. He threw more passing touchdowns in one game than they've had all fucking season. Yikes. The Jets are so bad. So bad. I, they're and Patrick so Mahomes bad. is that good. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then the Bears-Saints game happened. It went into overtime. It was crazy. Javon Wims decided that punching a helmet is a really good idea. And at, least go, at least go for the throat chop. I don't get it. 
Yeah, well, Kick not only nuts. did he like, I mean, it was more like a slap. The first one was like an open hand. <laughs> it's a bit slap. slap. And then, but then he went back and did it again. Is it the reaction, the corner's reaction? He's just like, he got hit the first time he looked at him like he was confused. Like, did, well, he did turned around and looked at the ref. He's like, did you, did you see what this guy just did? <laughs> and then he whacked he, him again. Then he got hit again. Then it was a brawl and. Javon Wims got a two-game suspension, and for some I'd cut weird reason, he's he is appealing that because he thinks it's going to be less cut him. somehow. Cut him. Cut him. Yeah, if you're cut that him. dumb, you should not. Anyway. We're talking like Frank Gore Wonderlick-style dumb right now. Yep. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. So, so that was just kind of the headlines of the NFL this week. It was nuts, continues to be nuts, and I love it. Who do you got right now in the Super Bowl? Who are the teams to beat? Um, I think this was my pick earlier in the year. In fact, I'm pretty confident about that. Even before the season started, these were my teams, and I'm sticking with them, Chiefs and Seahawks. I can't remember. I I feel like I had a different team in of, other than the Seahawks. I think you had the Saints. You're right. I think so, too. Uh, but it, it's – clearly the Chiefs and Seahawks right now. I wouldn't say clearly in the AFC. I mean, I mean the, the, the Steelers the, are really good. The, the Ravens are, are really good. I mean, there are the AFC is clearly the superior conference at this point, yeah, like uh, top to bottom. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not even close. Not even close. But Seattle Maybe. is not to be ignored. DK Metcalf, he's on my fantasy football team, and he's a freak of oh, nature. Oh, dude. Speaking of fantasy football, uh, I had Patrick Mahomes and Dalvin Cook on both of my teams this week. They had nine touchdowns combined. It was a good week for old Eli. That was we're playing this week. Are we? I thought it was next week. N- nope, we are playing this week. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no. Do we have a And we're tied for first place. You have the most points scored. I have the second most points scored. You have the second most points against you. I have the third most points against no, me. No, I have the most points against nope, me. Nope, you have I? the second now. Oh, Because no. you destroyed Squishy last week. <laughs> okay. Okay, self-inflicted second. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> That's awesome. That makes me happy. <laughs> so, we're going to have to come up, or listener... You're listening. Legion of Listener. Come yes. up with what the punishment for the loser should be. That's your homework this week. That's you solid that? homework. Solid homework. So, And it can't be... None of this say a terrible team is your favorite team on social media <laughs> bullshit. It's kind of good, though. <laughs> it's kind of good. None of that. Don't give me that nonsense. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. I'm so happy that happened. I'm so happy that happened. Okay, j yep. Okay, Elijah. You know what time it is? Oh, man. came up fast. It did. This is what happens when we have like a lightning episode. <laughs> it is a lightning round episode. <laughs> it's time for Beer of the Week. Ooh. Okay. I see you, Jamie. I see you. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I went first last week. Why don't you go first? Okay. So, I'm going with a sports-themed beer this week. Ooh. I got to scratch my eye. Hold on. Ah. 
Uh, I also accidentally flipped you off when I did that. Yeah, that was that was totally by accident. I didn't mean to do uh-huh, that. Uh sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's get a little ASMR here. Oh, that's good. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, this here is from Fort George Brewing out in Astoria, Oregon. This beer is called the Suicide Squeeze. It is a special edition Indian Pale Ale. 7.2% alcohol by volume, 12 fluid ounces, and a snake on the can. That was kind of good. Okay, I'm going to take a sippy sip now. Here we go. Ooh. That's that's smooth. For an IPA, that's smooth. That's like not punch you in your bitch mouth kind of hop stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is... That was... Mm, okay, why, hello. Why is it a bitch mouth? I don't know, dude. I'm like, it's like I'm gonna punch you in your bitch ass mouth, but like, not the ass. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's late. All right. Punch you in the bitch mouth. I want to punch you. You better shove. I'm gonna punch you in your bitch mouth. That's a, that's a thing. Maybe no. Nope, Somebody'll say it is, somewhere. That is not a thing. It, it will be now. Okay. All right. This. <laughs> Just, Jamie's like, I ain't going to play at you this time. We're not playing with each other. I'm going to play at you. Let's no, go. No, I'm done with this. Okay. <laughs> this, in honor of the Pac-12 coming back this weekend. Spoiler alert. For those of you that didn't know for some reason. <laughs> Even though we've been talking about it for three fucking weeks. <laughs> this is my favorite tailgate beer of all time. Oh. <gasps> I know what beer it is. Wait, little ASMR here. Oh, I know what beer it is. Oh, that was good. Oh, I know what beer it is. I'm so happy. This is from Boulder Beer Company. <gasps> I was right. It is. So good. A Buffalo Gold. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's a golden ale. It is the smoothest beer ever. Could just drink it all day. Have drank it all day. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> One time it led to us leaving a game early. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, that was definitely hard alcohol that did that. <laughs> that anyway. Was. That was fireball. Thanks, yes. Katie Winters. Ugh, gross. Anyway, not not the beer. The beer is not gross. This is amazing. That I is love it. one of my favorite tailgate beers of all time. It is my, my favorite. favorite tailgate beer of all time. Solid, dude. It's yep. solid. And the Pac-12's back, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Oh, man, you just teased me. Yep. I feel like Robert Kraft after a normal massage. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. That Thank was... you. I'll be here apparently every night because we can't get the audio correct. <laughs> that was good. Good job. Okay. Moving on. Two, college football. Hell yeah, let's do this. Before we get to our Pac-12 preview here, um, there was quite a bit of news that came out even before the games were played this weekend. Uh, Started with the Wisconsin-Nebraska game being canceled because of the outbreak within the Wisconsin program. Okay? Yes. This follows right along with the Big Ten's plan to return to play, right? There's yeah. no such thing as rescheduling. They don't have room to reschedule. 
it's if you can't play, the game is canceled, right? Yeah. Seems pretty clear cut. Seems like that, but... And then Nebraska decided to go all Nebraska on everybody. They went all Uncle Rico Project on everyone. Nebraska requested permission from the Big Ten to, at the last minute, bring in Tennessee Chattanooga to play <laughs> last weekend, right? Tennessee so, on the surface, on the surface, I'm cool with this, right? Like, request it. You can say, like, we're fine. We can play. We really yeah. want to play this weekend. Um, I mean, they've been pretty clear will you about let how us do they want to play football. Yeah. So, the Big Ten said no because we have policies in place for this exact thing and this goes against that policy so we're not going to let you play football this weekend nebraska like that's where it should have ended right yeah i would have been cool with all that nebraska wants to play big 10 <laughs> says eh, we really can't let you play because we have all these rules and then nebraska really goes all nebraska what? on everyone what you didn't okay you didn't mention this last night okay I'm ready. What did Nebraska do? Nebraska, the athletic director, I think. I think it was the athletic director. This was his statement to the Big Ten <laughs> about their decision, right? <laughs> okay. He said, we are, this is not a quote verbatim. This is this is a synopsis by me. He said, we are disappointed in the Big Ten's decision because <laughs> we feel that Allowing us to play Tennessee Chattanooga would provide an important data point for the college football playoff. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. 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 So, two things here. One, Nebraska ain't making it anyway. They got fucking trounced the other week. They're, they're fucking bad. They're, they're not even... Okay. Second, Tennessee Chattanooga? You think the college football playoff committee is going to be like, okay, we're picking between a one-loss Ohio State and a one-loss Nebraska. This is a whole fantasy world to begin with because of one-loss Nebraska. <laughs> but, but And they go, well, <laughs> Nebraska does have that win against Tennessee Chattanooga. That's going to... Get the fuck out of here. God, what what fucking McDonald's organization? Happy Meal fucking place. Oh, it, it's never. I don't get it. I I have no words. I'm sitting here silent because I don't even I don't even know what to say at this point. Oh my god. Oh, that's oh man. Well, at least I got a good laugh at almost eleven. This is why <laughs> I hate Nebraska, right? Like they treated us nice and all in Lincoln yeah. when we were there. Like you know. Fine, great. We had a good time. They were gracious in defeat. Yada, yada, yada. Get it. Great. Yeah. The program sucks. Clearly. Just like from top to bottom. They suck at football. They suck at life. They just, I just, they lack common it'll look, sense. It'll look good to the committee. You fucking idiots. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that. Okay. Whew, that's good. That's fucking good. That's gold. Yep. That's gold, so baby. that's what happened in, in, in. Oh, my God. That was all like Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Oh, last I can't week. I didn't see that statement. So, oh, my anyway. God. That, oh, I'm like crying. I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. 
Jesus, so <sighs> bad. Anyway, and then more COVID news because this is going to happen all winter. We've yeah. established this. This is maybe the biggest story of the college football season thus far, however. Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID-19 on Thursday last week and clearly did not play in the game Saturday against Boston College, and it showed. Um, but he's also going to be out for the Notre Dame game this weekend, which is important because that is a yep. huge matchup. Um, and he is, you know, for whatever metrics they use, no longer the front runner for Heisman. Um, I I never I never really had him as the front runner for Heisman in my books. I I had Justin Fields there the whole way. Um, I mean. You know, after the game on Saturday, it's hard to say that Trevor Lawrence does, isn't a complete impact maker on that team. Whether he's football Jesus with his sunshine hair, you know, like I, I, I still have my doubts on that. But he's clearly a good player. However, I think we're gonna see DJ Uyagalele go in to Notre Dame and ball out. Yeah, I don't I don't know if this game's in Clemson. I think it's in oh, Clemson. It is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna ball out, dude. Nope, it's at Notre Dame. It's in South yeah, Bend. DJ Uyagalele is just gonna go in and ball out. That's my prediction. Yeah. So right I I think I'm with you. Um DJ Uyagalele had a rough beginning to his, you know, inaugural start at Clemson. Now, he's a freshman. This is somewhat expected when you have a true freshman quarterback playing for the number one team in the country, right? He came out. He clearly had jitters. He did not. He overthrew guys. um, It's classic amp mistakes. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, yeah, he was amped up for this game and it showed. Um, Yeah. Rightfully so. I don't blame him at all. And I don't think it reflects on his future career as Clemson quarterback, right? So, uh, but anyway, the first half of the Boston College game looked like Boston College was going to pull off the upset and beat number one Clemson. It, I fully thought they were going to. I mean, they were up twenty-eight to thirteen at halftime. It was the. Yeah. It was the. This became the second largest comeback in Clemson history. Yeah, and like the thing is, like Boston College looked legit. They looked like the like a yeah. complete team. I mean, they were moving the ball at will. They were stopping Clemson pretty easily, mm-hmm. you know, by college metrics anyway. Right. Like I was like, man, they could they could fucking win this game. Yeah, and then they went out and scored zero points in the second half, and Clemson, you know, scored twenty one. So um yeah, yeah. I mean, Clemson ended up winning this game handily. Um I think you know, they have to be stoked that this was DJ Uyagalele's first start. Oh, not could you imagine if next, it was next week? week? <laughs> <laughs> now, I think Notre Dame is wickedly overrated as they always are. Yeah. Like I don't I don't I still don't I mean they I don't know. They're just not that good <laughs> in my opinion. But 
anyway, it, it'll be an interesting yeah. game. It's so, more, it's a much more of an interesting game because Trevor Lawrence is out. I think it the 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 Clemson Boston College game for me solidified that Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. Is he the second coming? I don't probably not. I mean, he's probably still overhyped, but it showed that he he really is the difference maker on that team yeah. clearly. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not when I when I'm saying I'm doubtful of Trevor Lawrence, I'm not saying he's not a great player cuz clearly he's a great college quarterback. My my problem is people are basically saying he's like he's more pro ready than Andrew Luck ever was. You know, he's he's the best prospect to ever come out of college and I just don't see that. Yeah, I it's hard to I mean it's so hard to yeah. I think Drew, uh, Andrew Locke was a better and Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Sorry, jeez, it's late. Give me a break. <laughs> it was late. It was late. <laughs> um, Andrew Luck was a better pro prospect than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. Yeah. Now I don't. I'm not a scout. I don't know what they. Uh, just from my perspective, Andrew Locke, Luck was the. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew you know Luck is yesterday. You're having so much problem, so many problems saying DJ Uyagalele. You nailed it tonight, and you can't say Andrew Luck. Uh, whatever, dude. <laughs> Shut up. It's <laughs> uh, so good. Anyways, anyway, um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Um, so this brings up another question with Trevor Lawrence, and this is a question that for me in the past has had a clear answer. This year, it's not quite so clear, right? And this has only really come up since his um, positive test for COVID. And that is, he's pretty clearly the favorite to be the number one draft pick in the NFL draft next season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pick is pretty clearly, at this point, going to go to the New York Jets. Oof. If you were Trevor Lawrence, do you, A, go to the NFL draft, get drafted by the Jets, and hope everything works out, B, come back to Clemson for your senior senior year and hope that not the Jets are the number one draft pick in 2022, or C, get drafted by the Jets, but pull an Eli Manning or John Elway and refuse to sign with them and demand a trade before you even sign with the team. So my thought process is there's really only one option here, Mm -hmm. right? And that is option three. Yeah, pull an Eli Manning. Okay. And I don't agree with that necessarily, right? Like, I don't like that shit. I I don't like seeing that. You don't like it. You clearly yeah. agree with it because you said it's well, yeah, the only yeah. option. But, okay, so no matter what, he's going to be the number one pick. So <clears throat> he's going to go to a bad team. Yeah. That is that is the nature of the number one pick. You go to a bad team. Yeah. Um. So it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to come back to Clemson. Two, uh, you don't want to go to the Jets because they are – at this point, historically bad. Right. Like, if they win a game, I will genuinely be shocked. Yeah. Me too. If they, if they don't, like, I mean, the fact that they only lost the Broncos by what, like 10 or 11 or something like that? Yeah, I think it was 10. Is, is shocking. 
in, in that in its own regard there. Like and that, that was might, Brett Rippon's first. I mean, that they were playing yeah. a rookie essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like I, they're like this is one of the worst teams we've seen in at least a decade. So you don't want to go into that. So uh-huh. I think I think I think it's going to be a draft day trade kind of situation. What what do uh, you think? I agree with you. Um, I hate this. I hate that it's a thing. I hate that it's even an option for players to do this. To be quite honest with you. Um, I think it just goes against everything that should be a part of. Yeah, yeah, that whole process. That whole process. Um, so I'm with you. I don't like it, but if I was Trevor Lawrence, to me, that's the only option. Also, right, coming back to Clemson is a bad option because you never know what's going to happen to you if you go back and play more college football when you are the clear number one draft choice. Yeah. Right. You could have what happened to Joe Theismann or Alex Smith happen to you and completely wreck your entire career and cost you hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So that option's off the table, yeah. in my opinion. And unless you have meetings with the Jets, the owner, the GM, the head coach, whoever it is next year, because it's most certainly not going to be Adam Gase, Unless you have meetings with all three of those guys, presumably, and you feel 100% confident in the direction that they feel that the organization's going to go, you have to not sign. It, like, if you don't feel completely confident in that, right? So, yeah, I'm with you. Well, here's the thing. So, like, you're kind of bringing it up. Like, you either – you could lose hundreds of millions of dollars by going back to Clemson. Yep. You're going to lose up out on tens of millions of dollars being a Jet because you're going to be terrible. Right. Unless, I mean, teams turn it around, right? The Browns are not the Browns of even two years ago. It, it only took three 40, years ago. It only took 20 years for them to do it. Right. Like. But <laughs> it happens. There are turnarounds, right? So I'm not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Jets actually make good hires for GM and head coach. And they're headed in the right direction. And Trevor Lawrence sees that and is like, okay, I'll sign with you. Yeah. Right? It's not out of the realm of possibility, but he has all the leverage here. It's a rare circumstance where the player that gets drafted has 100% of the leverage. Yeah. Especially with the way they're rating him as, like, the the prospect. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're talking about like generational player here, uh-huh. and it, that gives you that leverage. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see, but I, we're on the same page. He really, he, unless he's a hundred percent confident in the direction of the Jets, he really only has one choice, and that's demand a trade. Yeah, for sure. Okay, rest of college football because a lot of stuff happened outside of Clemson. Yeah. Um. So, last week, I came on these airwaves, and I just shit all over Mel Tucker and Michigan State because they lost (laughs) to Rutgers, and, you know, we talked about how terrible Rutgers is and all the stuff, and then they're going to the big house, and they're playing number 13 Michigan, and, you know, I hope Mel Tucker never wins a game, and blah, 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 he went into all this shit. What does he fucking do? He just goes in and beats Michigan in the big house. (laughs) 
Weep really? Weep womp. Like, really? <laughs> that's that's really bad. So I guess I guess this this turns a question to me. Like, Michigan is consistently this ranked team that loses these shitty games. How long of a leash does Jim Harbaugh have at this point? I mean, the school and the athletic director and everybody just continue to back him for whatever reason. I yeah. can't explain it. Um, here's a mind-blowing stat for you. Michigan, against their rival, so the, the Michigan's rivals clearly are Michigan State and Ohio State, right? If yeah. you don't know that, then you're, I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> those are the rivals. You want to know <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh's record at home against his rivals? You want to know what it is? Well, I already know what it is because we talked about it yesterday, but hit me with that number, baby. It's one in six. Oh, God, it's so bad. That is t- at home. At home. That's not his overall record. He's at actually home. beat Michigan State a few times at Michigan State. But at home, he's one in six against his rivals. At Michigan. Yeah. How is that allowed? I mean, he's 0-5 against Ohio State period. So that alone should be at a level of unacceptable that gets you fired, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So I don't know if Michigan just views Jim Harbaugh as Nick Saban for some weird weird reason that he's unfireable. I don't get it at this point. It doesn't uh, make any sense to me. I I mean, he he's the coach that's going to give you a great team who never wins the big game. He's going to recruit well. They'll get their 10-win seasons. I mean, he has three 10-win seasons in his five years at Michigan, right? It's not like yeah. they've been a slouch. No, they're not. But every year, it seems, they have this loss against an unranked opponent. They never beat Ohio State. They very rarely beat Michigan State at this point. I He's mean, very clearly a two- to three-loss Every year. Right. He usually beats he beats most of the teams he's supposed to beat. He usually has this dumpster fire of a game that they lose they're not supposed to lose. And he never wins the games he's not supposed to win. Like he's an average yeah. to slightly above average coach. I would say slightly above average. And that's about that's about as far as it gets. And that's because he can recruit. You're not you're not gonna win a championship with Jim Harbaugh. No. That's pretty clear at this point. Time to burn those khakis, Michigan. Which, at Michigan, is not, like, that's not acceptable. No. It shouldn't be. Apparently, it's acceptable. But it shouldn't be acceptable. Um, Like, Jim Harbaugh was a perfect fit at Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, like, kind of the lower expectations, but you still want a good team. Like, I think Jim Harbaugh, with a Stanford-type team, could find a championship because... You're not trying to live up to expectations. You know, they had that 12-in-1 year under him at Stanford in 2010, and they won the Citrus Bowl or whatever they went to. Should have been Um, 11-2, and but we can talk about that later. That's No, we don't need to. (laughs) It's in the past. I want to bury it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so, you know, that kind of school is where Jim Harbaugh should be, not at Michigan. I, I completely agree completely agree like but okay so to be fair 
he's not going to beat Ohio State this year because Ohio State almost looks unbeatable. Almost. To me, to me, it's Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and the field. I mean, that's uh, yeah. If, if if you don't think that, then you're not paying attention, right? And that includes without Trevor Lawrence. So right, I I think Clemson's the third best team in the country without Trevor Lawrence. It's those three teams are one A, B, and C with Trevor Lawrence on the field for Clemson. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Although that fourth might be Cincinnati. It really might. They are legit. They're a good fucking team. They are a good fucking team. I mean, although I really, I just don't think, I can't see the committee putting in a mid-major. I really can't either. Um, I mean, if UCF couldn't do it, uh, what was that, three years ago? Yeah. I. Here's the difference, right? Like, the Pac-12, unless Oregon or USC just come out and light everybody up every week right like that's what has to happen for the pac-12 to make the playoffs this year oregon or usc have to come out be undefeated and they have to win every game by like three touchdowns yeah just show that they are clearly better than everybody by a lot yes so that's the only way a pac-12 team gets into the playoff this year i admit that i'm a pac-12 fan it's it's not happening this year, right? So, if there was ever a year for it to happen, it's this year because you have one of the Power Five conferences essentially out of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, it'll still end up being like two SEC teams or two big. Uh, it'll be interesting. Teams. Like it'll be interesting because like Georgia has not looked. I mean, Georgia is the fifth ranked team. They have not looked great. To, defense I mean, they, that defense is still pretty the solid. The defense though. is solid, but they they only scored 14 points against Kentucky who's 2 and 4. It's not Ooh, like they're not good. Right. So <laughs> you know, they only won that game 14 to 3 and they scored 0 points in the fourth quarter, right? Georgia's right. not great. That's true. That's true. And well, and the big, the Big 12's not going to get in. The Big 12 yeah, why, you want to go down why they're not getting in? <laughs> I mean, we can. It's pretty clear, though. <laughs> well, the the most recent reason why is because Texas, who we have, you know, already gone over. They have two losses and Big 12 sucks and everything. They went into Oklahoma State, the last remaining unbeaten in the Big 12, and beat them. So, I can't help but as a Pac-12 fan... Because we have this argument every year as a Pac-12 fan. Uh-huh. I can't help but wonder if there's a lot of good teams in the Pac-12 who are just beating up on each other or if Big, they're all that bad. Uh, did I say Big 12? You said Pac-12. You said Pac-12. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. The Big 12, like, are there going to be a lot of good teams that are just beating up on each other or that is all that bad? Um. So I've seen both sides of this coin in the Pac-12, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we've yeah. had years where it's everybody's good and they just beat each other up because everybody can win any game. Yes. And then we've had the same thing. Anybody can win any game, but it's because all the teams are pretty bad. Pretty pretty terrible. This case in the Big 12 is they're all pretty bad. 
They're all. I think so too. Okay, I don't feel as bad anymore. I kind of felt bad because I was like, oh, the Pac-12 goes through this every fucking year. No, I'm like, the, oh, are they actually good or not? No, but no, I really the, the Big 12 okay. pretty. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> They're pretty bad. Okay, okay, that's good. Okay, um, I don't feel bad anymore. So Texas won this game, right? But they really tried to lose because they had a lead in the fourth quarter. They had a three-point lead with like two minutes to go. And Oklahoma State had the ball on, I don't know, is the 20 or inside the 20, right? Way back. They had to go a long ways to get in field goal range. And they went into prevent defense. Prevent you from winning. Why does this continue to be a thing? I don't, I, le- I legitimately <laughs> don't get this. Okay. Can you explain it? Like, you played football. I didn't play football, so, like, I understand football philosophy. I understand plays. Like, I get the whole thing. This I don't understand. So, the theory is there, right? Because they are clearly going to pass the ball. So, the theory behind it is the more men in coverage, the better. Right? They need to go 80 yards. So, you know, and they, well, they only need to get, like, 60 yards to get into field goal range so you go okay we'll divide that into four we'll have our guys guard the 20 yard line and then we'll just let shit happen in front of that right i I get that theory the problem is is when you have nine guys in coverage somebody's fucking up well especially when the quarterback has all the time in the world to yeah. wait for somebody to get open. <laughs> yeah, and and so it do, it doesn't work cuz like I think I think people get sloppy when they know they have four people helping them. Super safety net. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I have always been a big proponent and you know this of just keep playing your fucking defense. If they score uh, they score but make them fucking earn it. Yeah. Don't give them so this, I just thought of this. I didn't think of this yesterday. So I'm glad we're re-recording. Yes. It's like <laughs> it's like no doubles defense in baseball. Right, you have a one-run lead in the ninth inning. You have your outfielders essentially playing on the warning track. You know, keep everything in front of you. It's the same thing. Yeah, but in baseball, it's just you give up like three singles in a row because nobody can catch a ball from the fucking warning track, <laughs> and then you lose because you're playing to not lose. Yeah, you need to play to win. Play to win. Keep keep playing like you've been playing all game. If it's working. Make make them do something to change that. Make them beat you. Don't beat yourself. Make them beat you. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, anyway, that was just a rabbit hole I wanted to go down. I don't <laughs> understand why these coaches keep fucking doing it. I Because, I mean, you see it over and over again. It doesn't work. Yeah. It occasionally works, but more I, often than not, yeah. I see it fail. At least it, it fails to the point of where you let that person or that, that team really easily back into the game. Right. They have a chance at tying or winning or whatever it is at the end of the game. Yeah. I think you should almost get more aggressive. Uh, the, cor- the quarterback already has pressure in his mind. Give him pressure on right in his fucking you know face. The quarters, the court, they're, you know they're going to be throwing. Just do that double A gap blitz that nobody can fucking block in college, especially in the Big Twelve, and <laughs> just hit him. Yeah, I mean, even if it doesn't work, you're gonna get at least he's gonna see pressure. I'm gonna respect that a lot more than losing by trying to not lose yes. by playing prevent defense. 
Oh, I always, dude, I love, I love the all-out blitz at the end of games. Oh my god, that total risk reward. Oh man, jailbreak. Yeah, oh just like my send god, the house I just, out. I love that so much. Yep. It's such a ballsy call, and sometimes it just bites in the ass. But oh my god, do I love it? It gets Eli full chub, full chub, dude, full Robert Kraft pre massage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Guess, Solid. Guess what, guess what dude? What? Oh, wait. Nothing, There's a nothing. few more here. Also in the Big 12, the only other, not the only other, because I think Oklahoma's back ranked, but Kansas State also lost to West Virginia. So Meh. the Big 12's just Mess. bad. Nothing crazy happened in the SEC, so we're really not going to talk about them. Alabama won 41 to nothing. They're not going to lose. Um, and that's that. So... Ooh, I'm hyped. Quack, 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 quack. The Pac-12 is back, baby. Oh, let's go. Yes. Oh, I'm so hyped, dude. I'm so hyped. Been waiting for this for so long. Oh, I'm going to flex out. <laughs> Don't pop that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I have those kind of muscles. Dude, <laughs> I'm so fucking hyped about this, dude. Let's do this. Oh, okay. Just, are we just gonna preview? Let's preview <clears throat> games. Let's do it. Yeah. So the way we're gonna we're not gonna like preview every team. We're just gonna preview the the games that are coming up this weekend, and that's gonna basically serve as our Pac-12 preview because we'll give you the opinions on each team in that. Right. Yeah. You'll so, you'll 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 be able to glean our opinion out of it. Yes. So yes. Here we go. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> yes. We're gonna go yes, in yes, chronological yes. order. The order in which these games are happening. They're all happening on Saturday. The Pac 12 Friday night games are beginning next week. Okay. So, okay. okay. First up at 9 a.m. Pacific time because that makes Larry a Scott. lot of sense. Because <laughs> fuck Larry Scott. Okay. What is it, Jamie? Hit me with it. It is Arizona State at number 20 USC. I've got two words for this game. Trap game. I have upset city. Arizona State is a good team. Herm Edwards is a great coach. They've got a good young quarterback. They're going to go in, and I think they're going to. I think the score is going to be fairly close. I think they are going to have this game well in hand. Arizona I agree State. with you. I think this is an upset. I have it being a closer game. Um, I think it's going to be fairly sloppy. It's early in the morning first of all, and it's first game in almost a year for these two teams, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's going to be fairly sloppy. I think a lot, most of these games are going to be fairly sloppy. Um, JT Daniels is the truth, as you Ye- just mentioned. He, yeah, is yeah. A, he is a string bean, but he can sling it. <laughs> yeah. um, Herm Edwards is a complete surprise to me. I, I kind of laughed out loud. I didn't kind of. I actually laughed out loud when I heard Arizona State hired him. Like, he's an old washed-up coach who's been an analyst <laughs> for five years. How the hell is he going to do anything in college? Boy, has he proven me wrong. Oh, my God. He's a great coach. Good dude, too. Yeah, like, I mean, Arizona State is the better coach team. I think they actually have more talent than USC. USC is ranked because they're USC. I don't yeah, think there's any other reason. 
for. Well, and, and Clay Helton's a dumpster fire of a coach. So. He sucks. He's so I don't get how he's I I love that he still has a job because that makes a USC yeah. not a good team every year yep. or an underachieving team at least. Mm-hmm. I love watching that every year, but like, how does he still have a job, dude? That is a fantastic question. This but, is USC, and but they, I'm here for it. Oh. I have Arizona State in this game. I also have Arizona State winning the Pac-12 South. So, I was shitting on USC just a second ago. I still have them winning the South. I have them losing this game, though. Mostly because the South isn't good. So, you're basically saying Arizona State's going to have two losses, at least, or and USC's going to only have this one? Yes. Whew, that's bold. Because Arizona State is still a young team, so they're going to have bad games. Yeah, they just, like, the Pac-12 South's not good. So yeah, And they true. only play one team from the North. That's So I'm basically saying this game decides the Pac-12 South. It's, it's, yeah. it's weird that it's it's week one, right? But there's only six six games That's until very the true. Pac-12 championship. But because they're playing seven, it's weird, this weird thing. Because <laughs> they all play championship weekend. There's just oh, one Pac-12 right. championship game. Super weird. Super but anyway, weird. anyway, that that that's why I'm picking Arizona State in the South because I don't. Maybe I'll change I that answer. Then. Maybe I'll pick Arizona State in the South just because it's such a short season. Yep, I'm gonna do that. I think in a typical year, I'd probably agree with you. If they were playing a full schedule, I think I'd be on the on. I'd be on your level. I think USC would come out on top just from experience and whatever. Yeah, but uh, there's just really there's not, not much. There's not much room to make up ground on anybody. Okay, yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay, next, we have Arizona at Utah. This, this one's gonna, easy. Yeah, this is, is going to be the widest gap game of the of the of the day for Utah's, the Pac-12. Yeah, Utah is going to eat just eat Arizona alive. And Utah is decimated by graduating seniors, right? Like they had the most experienced team in the Pac-12 last year. And it showed because, at, you know, until Oregon beat them in the Pac-12 championship game, they were the number five team in the country. I mean, yeah. like, I think a lot of people forget how good Utah was last he, year. Here's, here's the thing. Kyle Whittingham is a fantastic coach. I, I mean, oh, he's so good. They recruit well. Utah is still just going to be a better team. And Arizona's a fucking shit show. So, yeah. I have Utah. Yeah. I have Utah big. Um Arizona, Kevin Sumlin's on the hot seat to start the year, and I think yeah. he's going to be fired because they are so bad. They're so bad. So bad. All right, moving on. Moving on. 4 Ready? PM Ready for this? Pacific time. UCLA versus Colorado Buffaloes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was wondering what you are doing, and then I realized you're just a fucking nerd. Let's go Buffaloes, baby. Nice stuffed animal for you, bud. Yep. (laughs) Had that thing since I was like 10. All right. Oh, okay. That's kind of (laughs) cute. So who do you got? As if we have to ask. I, so my head, if I was like fandom aside, 
everything stacks up against the Buffaloes in this game. Yeah. New head coach, extremely young team, new quarterback, new everything, and I'm still picking them. Cool. Uh, I'm picking uh, UCLA just for the reasons that you just spouted off. Uh, I want the Buffs to win because I, you know, was a season ticket holder out there for a while and I loved going to the games. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want Colorado to win, but I'm going to use my head on this one and pick UCLA. Yeah, I mean, UCLA is probably going to win this game, but I'm picking the Buffaloes. The Buffaloes. It is, it's, I mean, I'm really, I'm not just going to pick the Buffs every week. That's not a thing. Like, this is one of the few games that I think they actually have a shot at winning because I, I don't think UCLA is all that good. Uh, well, they're, they're, to me, they're kind of a coin flip team. Like, they could go either way. They're like, well, and here's the, like other, the last three years. Yeah, here's the other thing with UCLA. Like, they could just be completely underrated at this yeah. point because Chip Kelly is still a football genius and could just completely flip the script on this whole thing and, you know, blow everybody's mind and be really good at football all of a sudden. It just seems like college football has caught up to Chip Kelly and at UCLA, he has not been able to recapture the magic he had at Oregon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now, I'm going Buffaloes against my head. I hope it all pans out. Yes. Now, Stanford versus the Oregon Ducks. <laughs> yes, dude. He's such a nerd. I love it. <laughs> You might as well take away that two on the 12 because the Ducks are number one, baby. They win big. Big time. Big Big time. They win big. Stanford is mediocre. Um, Yep. Yeah, that's Stanford's mediocre. The Ducks are good. The Ducks are probably the best team in the Pac-12. And by probably, I mean the Ducks are the best team in the Pac-12. And it shouldn't even really be close. I mean, there are question marks coming into this season yes. for Oregon, right? Like, but, So they have all five new starters on the offensive line. Okay, that's hard to overcome for anybody. If anybody's going to overcome it, it's Mario Cristobal, yes, right? Offensive absolutely. lineman as a head coach. He's the O-line coach. He brings in the best O-line recruits that come into the Pac-12 every year. And yep. some, in some cases, most cases, the country. So, you know. They're set to rebuild quickly on the O-line. However, it's their first game playing together. Anything can happen. Who knows? It's going to be a new quarterback. They haven't announced who the quarterback is. I don't know that it matters that they haven't announced it. I'm sure internally they know who the quarterback is yeah, going it's, to be. it's one so of those secret, secret things. It's not a big deal. They have lost three of their four starting defensive backs, right? So, a lot of question marks. Oregon's still the far more talented team in this case, and I think it's a pretty good blowout by the end of the game. I think so, too. They the probably start slow. Rough, but... Yeah, they start slow. It's going to be, you know, like a Clemson-BC type thing, but yes, Oregon on top, big. Big time. Now, these last two games in Pac-12 are very hard to pick for two very 
Similar but very different reasons. I'll get into that in a second. First game, Washington State at Oregon State. You have Washington State, new head coach, Mike Leach up and left and went to Mississippi State and is sucking balls there. Washington State now has to rebuild. It is historically very difficult to rebuild from a Mike Leach team because <laughs> nobody can run Mike Leach's system. Mike Leach, Mike Leach leaving a program is like a scorched earth ball. It's like it's like Napoleon salt the land kind of shit. Yeah, like he's, that's how that's how he is. Um, I've got Oregon State in this game. I think Oregon State's in the right direction. Washington State's in the wrong direction. Yep. I, I have Oregon State winning this game. Uh, like uh, Jonathan Smith is a good coach. He's got them going the right direction. Like we said, Washington State taking a big step back this year. Uh, this this has Oregon State written all over it. Yeah, yeah. And th- the, the logic here is going to carry over to the next game. Again, we'll get into that in a second. Oregon State upward trajectory. Washington State downward trajectory. Beavs on top. Both still bad teams. And bad fan bases. Yes. You are correct, sir. This is like just toilet bowl. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hate picking yeah. this game because I hate both of them. Anyway, <laughs> next game. Washington at Cal. This, for me, is the <laughs> hardest game to pick <laughs> of the week. First, first. Happy I hate Washington Day, Jamie. Every day is happy I hate Washington Day. My man. So... It's kind of the opposite of the last game because these teams are both pretty good teams. Yeah. Right? So you got Cal, who's been on the rise for the last two or three years. They've Uh really been teetering that knife's edge between a good team and an okay team. Uh Um, I think this year is the year they kind of teeter into the good side. Uh, Washington is going to take a step back because of Chris Peterson moving up and hiring a new coach. and I mean, they hired from within, but still – there's there's going to be changes. I think Washington takes a small step back. I think Cal is just on such a good upward trajectory as a program that I think Cal's going to take this game. Me too, for the same reasons. Um, I have Cal as the second best team in the North. Um, oh yeah. If I had to, if I had to rank the North quickly, I'd go Oregon, Cal, Washington, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. That's exactly the way I'd put it too. And while we're doing this, if I had to do the South, I'd go Arizona State, USC, Utah, UCLA, Colorado, Arizona. Although Colorado's going to beat UCLA, so you can flip those after this weekend. Um, are you are you talking about at the end of the year? Is, yeah. We're talking like how good they are. I have USC over Arizona State, but that's the only change I would make. Yeah, that's my preseason rankings. Yeah, preseason rankings. Ugh. Because I have Arizona State winning this game, but... I don't think they're necessarily the better team, you know. It's more of a steal game for them, I think. Um, I'll, you know, I'll keep. I'll I'm keep just it. gonna call you ESPN now. You're just falling for the USC hype. I guess, dude. I guess. I. I just, okay. No, we'll put Arizona State top, USC, and then whoever Utah. And then whoever else after that doesn't matter. Makes bad. Arizona's at the bottom though. We can yeah, Arizona's at the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did it, bud. We did it. We recorded late at night. Oof. And it is late. I need <laughs> to go to bed. Yes, you do. So with that, we're gonna do a buzzer beater. It's your buzzer beater, but first, listener, 
Thank you. We say this every week. Truly means a lot to us. That I mean, we we go over it together. We're like sitting there, we're like, oh, we have a listener in fucking France. That's dope. We have a listener in the <laughs> Netherlands. That's fucking great. So we really, truly like we appreciate everybody listening. If you could share it with your friends, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, word of mouth is huge for podcasts, so we'd really appreciate that. Uh, but we love you guys just for being here and vibing with us. You guys are the best. We love it. Thank love you. y'all. And again, thanks to Zeta June for the song Running in the Dark that I'm going to play right here. And Jamie, hit us with that buzzer beater, my dude. Buzzer beater. Let's go. Duckalos. Deuces. <laughs>